Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Thank you for joining me for this episode. The date of the recording of this episode is October 13th, 2023. We are now six days into a new war in the Middle East. Israel is fighting against the terrorist group Hamas. I'd like to take a couple of episodes and give the fundamental reasons why there are constant wars breaking out every so many years in this region, particularly involving Israel. With all the leaders' wisdom, all the leaders of the world, all that wisdom pulled together over decades, centuries, still there's no abiding peace. All the money that has been poured into that region, the nations involved in that area, still there's no abiding peace. All the borders that have been moved and shifted, changed in one way or another, there's still no abiding peace. All the concessions given to various nations, concessions trying to appease one group or the other, still there's no abiding peace. All the peace treaties, in my lifetime alone, there's been at least 12 to 15 that I can recall, and still there's no abiding peace. I'd like to share with you why this constant turmoil is in this region and particularly with these two people groups. To do so, we must go back to the Bible. Now, I know right off the bat for many people, oh, it's the Bible again. But it amazes me, here we are again, yet in another cataclysmic world event where the Bible speaks truth with clarity and precision. Now, in the midst of all of this, I want to mention right up front, and I'm going to try to remember with each one of these episodes related to this ongoing war, to please keep in mind the innocent people who are suffering on both sides. Those who are, have been wounded, taken captive by one side or the other, those who have died, Missing, lost loved ones, those who have lost all their earthly possessions. So many innocent people. There, there are no wars that are sterile in a sense that innocent people aren't affected. Please remember to pray for the people who are affected by this, the people who are suffering, the people who are dying, the people who are losing everything, and they're not really involved in any way. The military and governments at times spin it as collateral damage. What a cold term to apply to human beings on either side of the line. So please remember to pray for them. So this battle, once again, that we're seeing, like all the others prior, is not geopolitical. The, many solutions have been offered and tried from a geopolitical viewpoint, and they haven't worked. It's not socioeconomic. In many ways, that region is flush with money. 
billions upon billions upon trillions and however far that goes, it's not socioeconomic. It's not ethnocultural. A lot of the culture in that area, at least on a larger scale, is very similar. What it is, is spiritual. And to get the true answer of where did this start, because it comes to a time and a place in wars like this that keep erupting every couple of years and battles and struggles and, and, and the conflict that just seems to be ceaseless. And we start looking at all the reasons why. Well, this one did that, and this one took that, and this one said that, and the other one did this. And, and it just is a back and forth, and there's no real answer in any of that. So how do we get back to where did this start? What is the taproot? And we can talk about all the conflict leaves, so to speak, that are on the tree of war and all those different things that are on, on the different branches. But where is the taproot? Where did this start? Because it has to come back to an initial cause. And when we begin to understand that, the ramification to that, perhaps we can better understand the conflict that's going on today. And then I think we will also find in the Bible the answer, the true answer for the conflict, because world leaders haven't brought it about, money hasn't brought it about, changing borders hasn't worked, making concessions and appeasements, that hasn't worked, and certainly peace treaties made by man, that hasn't worked either. We're evidencing that truth right now. As I'm recording this, bombs are falling, people's lives are being lost. And all those peace treaties and all that paper and all those signings are worthless and meaningless. This all goes back to Abraham. Abraham in the Bible. Now, I'm not going to read all of Genesis 15 to 50, but I would encourage you to do so to get a perspective of the initial... Uh, uh, place that this conflict started and what we're seeing today. Sometimes when you move all of the confusion and the clamor and move it away to get at the core of things, we, be we begin to understand better what is going on. So in Genesis 15, we have God promising to Abraham, and it's repeated a couple of times to Abraham and some of his descendants all the way through to Joseph. And we get to the end of the book of Genesis where it's repeated again, where God promises the promised land to Abraham and his descendants. Now the conflict re re arises out of that because Abraham had a couple of descendants. Now, I want to take a look at those I have them here in a graph. If you're on a device that's big enough to see this, um, I encourage you to take a look. So Abraham, Abraham actually had three uh, termed as wives. I don't have Keturah on here, his wife after Sarah uh, passed away. Uh, I do not have her on this particular slide. Um, she doesn't come into play in this context, the flow of this context for the promise. So we see Abraham 
and his two wives that come into play in this whole conflict situation, Sarah and then Sarah's handmaid, Hagar. We know Sarah was barren, so she gave Abraham her her maidservant, Hagar. Uh, She became pregnant by Abraham, and she has Ishmael. Sarah then becomes pregnant by Abraham, and she has Isaac. So we have Isaac and Ishmael. We have a child of the promise, and we have a child of the plan of man. Uh, We have the child of faith, uh, and we have the child of flesh. This is where the conflict begins. What we're seeing and what we have seen for decades and centuries of conflict going on in the Middle East goes back to this. In In a way, not to make it too simplistic or too sterile of a thought, but it is that simple. It is that fundamental. It comes back to this. So we have Isaac, and then we have Jacob and Esau. If you remember your story in the Bible, if not, I encourage you to read it. If you're not familiar with it, if you read through these chapters, you find out the struggle and the conflict between Jacob and Esau, these two who were warring in the womb of Rebekah as she was uh, about to give birth. And so we have two nations warring in there. So uh, Jacob and Esau come onto the scene, sons of Isaac. Esau uh, and his descendants, the Edomites, uh, kind of disappear. Uh, I believe it's prophesied somewhere in Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel 35, 38, somewhere around there, the end of Ezekiel, um, that the Edomites kind of disappear and are no longer. And so the, the lineage continues through Jacob. From Jacob, and I know I'm oversimplifying this whole, this whole picture, but sometimes uh, a simple explanation gives us the most clarity. From Jacob comes the Israelites, as we understand the Jews, the 12 tribes. Now, what we also need to understand is Ishmael had 12 sons, and from them came the Ishmaelites, the 12 tribes, and they are the Arabs. And here, folks, is where the turmoil and the conflict escalates. And this is what has gone on from this time to this day. That's why it's not geopolitical. It's not socioeconomic. It's not ethnocultural. It's none of those things. It is a spiritual battle between uh, the 12 tribes, the Israelites, and the 12 tribes, the Ishmaelites, the Arabs, and the Jews. And this is what we're seeing in conflict over and over and over again. Now, in some future episodes, I want to dig a little bit deeper. I want to go a little bit broader as we move ahead in trying to understand where did all this turmoil come from and why? And what's God's plan? Is there just going to be constant conflict and turmoil forever, over and over again with these two people groups? If the Bible explains how it started, then I think probably the Bible explains how it's going to end. Once again, I want to remind you to pray for those innocents that are affected by all that's going on. My heart goes out, and I cannot imagine the pain and the suffering that people are suffering. Children, women, aged people, sickly people, suffering in this kind of carnage. Pray for them. The Bible tells us we're to pray for one another, and we're even to pray for our enemies. So I encourage you, along with me, to pray for those who are affected by this ongoing conflict. I will 
do my best to link this series of studies. I can see this going two or three episodes, and I'll do my best to link them together. If you have questions that you'd like to send in, you can put those in the comments section, or you can email me at rightlydividingtheword215 at gmail.com. I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Send in those questions and those comments. I'll do my very best to answer them. Thank you for joining me on Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. I look forward to seeing you again. God bless and take care.